Welcome to episode 184 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today, we're talking about regrets of buying in a heated market. Hope you enjoy. All right. Hello. Welcome back to... First day in the office. Studio. We're, we're in the studio again. Two and a half years later, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. It's good to be in person. It's a little bit weird. It is weird. I got to say, it's a little weird. I can't just mute my Zoom call and sneeze anymore. Right. And you have to wear pants. Yes. Well, yes. You are wearing pants, right? Yeah, I like that we both came in our KT gear. Got the KT shirts on. We got Ian and Flo in the background uh, doing the production. And... uh, Got three cameras, the lights, everything's back to... And with a busier office, I saw you put the recording in progress sign on the door. Yes. So we won't be interrupted. Yes, very professional, written in Sharpie on a blank sheet of paper. Perfect. So... What are we talking about? Welcome back, my friend. Good to be here. Good to have uh, Ian and Flo. Let's get right into it. Today's topic actually came from an article that we saw from the Toronto Star. And... The headline of said article, bought a house when the market was hot and now regret it? It was a question or a statement? Regret it. Okay, it was a question. Got it. (laughs) Was a question. So that's what we're talking about today. KT Confidential, a real estate podcast. Um, You want to start? Yeah. Well, I think we, I talked about this situation I've well, I've spoken about it a fair bit, but you know the article is appropriate given the climate of the market, and uh, we've experienced it from different degrees. So I had one client; we sold their house before the deposit even arrived. The buyer got cold feet, and they tried to back out. Um, I think one thing people don't real or they don't. We've been blessed with a very strong market for many years. Um, there's been the occasional notable dip. But it's rare. And I think people have just become accustomed to thinking that real estate is unstoppable and it's a safe investment and that it just continues to go up. So when there's a blip like this, which I would say is more than a blip, uh, they don't know what to do. They freak out. So I think what's happening now, just to backtrack a second, is let's say you bought a home in February. And you paid a million dollars for that home. Based on the current averages, we'll use averages, that home is probably selling in the $850,000 range at this moment. Yeah. Give or take. So you may not have closed on that home yet. You bought it in February. Maybe you're closing May, June. Or maybe you did. You just got the keys. You're all excited. But there's that buyer's remorse. The buyer's remorse kicks in. Yep. I paid a million dollars for this home, and now the same home down the street just sold for eight fifty. Well, and leading up to the closing, if if you haven't already, for sure you're still watching the market. Oh, hundred percent. If you haven't closed yet, you are definitely watching the market. But here's the thing: it goes both ways. Sometimes you bought a home for a million and. Now it's worth a million one. But the market has 
variables well, to and it. And it, 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 the same scenarios apply to all markets. So it, like a stock. You buy a stock. You think it's a good time to buy. Could have bought Facebook at 100 bucks a share. Could have right. bought it at 186 Could have bought it at 20 Right. And the next day it drops. And Meta, not Facebook. That's Meta. right. Correct myself. It drops. You, your stomach sinks. You get all stressed out. And then you and then you sell because you're afraid. So <laughs> don't sell. Here's the thing. If you're buying your primary residence and you're in it for five plus years, most people that move to a you know your home, you're in there for at least five years, unless unexpected circumstances arise. But for most people, you're looking to buy a house, certainly if it's a million plus dollars, which the average price is pretty well there now. You're going to stay there five plus years. If you're an investor and you're buying it as a rental property, you're probably hanging on to it for five plus years. The only people that might get screwed when there is a dip in the market like this are, quite frankly, people that are taking a bigger risk anyways, and those are the flippers. Right. Well, the flippers, but not only the flippers. So we had a client who uh, we helped them sell their house. So this is um, so this person, they bought a house uh, a few years ago. Uh, coincidentally, we actually sold it. We represented the sellers back then. And uh, they decided to hire us, the buyers who were represented by somebody else. A few years later today, uh, they called us to sell it. And they called us after they had already purchased something. So they weren't in touch with what was happening in the market. They were out on their own. They bought a property. And they they assumed what the value of theirs was based on re- previous sales. And they called me in to sell it. And I had to give them the bad news that the market was not what they thought. Uh, so They were doing that based on their own opinion, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they brought us in too late. Um, I don't know how they did on their purchase. I know nothing about the house and it was already a done deal. New home. Uh, New construction. Resale. Oh, it was a resale. Resale. Okay. They just had been casually looking on their own. They happened to see this one that caught their eye. They bought it. And um, they didn't know what was going on really in the market. They saw a couple houses down the street sell, but those were sales from, I think the most recent was probably a month earlier. And... So when I was in there, they were almost in tears to hear what the actual value was. And it was a bit of a challenge to convey to them that this was the case, um, you know, in order to list at the right price. So people like that, you know, they unfortunately uh, don't do as well as they had hoped. Well, one of the notes I made, did you also sell when the market was hot? Right. Like that's a huge part of this equation. Like when, when you talk about regretting buying at a high value well did you also sell at a high value now if you're not as lucky and you purchased at a peak and it took some time to get your home prepared and that goes back to preparing your home for sale always being ready to get your home on the market quicker right like if you don't if you don't engage with a realtor and find out that your home has to be painted or you need to replace a door, or you need to replace hardware or lighting or what have you, and now you're backtracking to do all those things, it's setting you back sometimes weeks, maybe even a month, maybe even more. And 
then you are not buying and selling in the same marketplace, which we right. always talk about. Yes. Go back 185 episodes, and we've mentioned it probably 185 times, buy and sell in the same market. So there's a pretty small window of time where that occurs because... Um, well, now, lot, lots of lots of articles right now talking about flip of a switch, right? Like yes. the market changed in the flip of a switch. Oh, and that's what you need to try to avoid. But now that we're in it and we've experienced it and we know the direction the market's heading. So for people like that, where they may call us out of the blue and say, I want to buy this house, but their house has a month worth of work to do, or maybe they've already bought it, let's say, you know, in normal, under normal circumstances, it would be advantageous to get all that work done because it's going to increase the price of the house, right? The value. But knowing that the market's been declining at 5% a month or 10% a month, whatever it is, uh, we may say, well, as much as this will help with the sale, uh, it won't make up for the difference in the decline. So we're better to list it without doing that stuff. So those are things that we can now, with a more informed mindset, go in and advise people. Very eerily similar to what happened in 2017. We are seeing some of that effect now yeah with new home construction yeah so prices were going up consistently for the last few years people were buying all these new builds certainly in halton region milton has a lot of new development and some of the builders madame homes green park country homes star lane rosehaven paramount whatever um, if you bought one of those releases, November, December, January, February, in that time frame, you paid at the peak. Yes. And now the new releases, the prices have come down. So even on new homes, people are feeling that effect. How would you feel? I'd love to hear actually from some people. We don't have too many people that are in this kind of equation at the moment. But imagine buying a brand new build. Okay, I'll use that number again, a million bucks. And it's not closing for another 12 to 18 months. And you have zero idea of what the value is actually going to be once it closes. Well. Up and in, up until now, it wasn't a concern because you assume it's it was going to be going more. up. Yeah. Sometimes the real estate market needs a reality check. This is one of them. But imagine now going into like structural appointments and design and upgrade appointments. You paid a million bucks for the house. They're now selling it for nine hundred thousand. The market on the home is eight hundred and fifty. And now they're telling you, oh, you have to pay for additional for hardware floor, hardwood floors. You have to pay additional for that extra bathroom. That actually happened to me when I bought my first house through Crystal Homes in Oakville. After I closed, I got a flyer in the mail. They were selling it for less. Yeah. Because prices had come down. I don't remember when that was. That would have 2007 been. 2007 or eight. Yeah. Right around there. there. Right when the, Yeah. Um, and that was a bit disheartening, but it, it was what it was. And I, you just write it out. So, well, that's my recommendation for everybody. Yeah. Or 
And this, so in 2017, this happened. Um, I think everybody should, if they can manage it, see if it's an option to carry both houses. We need better podcast chairs. Yeah. Maybe we should have podcast stools. Oh, God, that'd be very... I'd have to actually make an effort to sit up straight. I need one of those posture, you know, those, what do they call them? The, like, posture belts? No, you can get those balls. You just sit on a ball. Right. Yeah, that would be good. Help. Help my one pack. Yeah. So 2017, uh, I'll give an example. Uh, 2017, we listed a house down the street from us. And they were moving into a new construction home. Uh, The market, we hit the market just as it dipped. And we were not able to sell for a number that was near what we anticipated to be able to sell for. So we pulled the listing. Our client was able to close on the new house without having to sell this house. They rented it out. And I think the numbers were around $800,000. That was the hope at that time. Anyways, rented it out. Here we are five years later, and we just sold it. He hired us again to actually sell it this time. We managed to get it sold just before the dip again. That would have been crazy if we had to go through this again. That would have been ironic. I would have killed you. We were were like two weeks, three weeks early, so it worked out. Anyways, uh, hoping for eight hundred five years ago, couldn't get it. Rented it out for five years, and then we just sold it. Now I don't remember what we sold it for. It's been a few months. One point, one point five three eight, yeah, something like that. One point five million. So that cre- almost double in five years. So I mean, they're obviously happy that it worked out that way. They doubled their money. So if you can carry both houses, see if it's an option. I made a note here as a podcast topic. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up in this episode right now. What happens if you don't close? I'm sure that's going through a lot of people's heads, right? Like, and it there's what that is the direct, cause of it? There's that direct correlation with buyer's remorse. I paid a million bucks for that home 60 days ago. We haven't closed on it yet. It's worth 850 now. I'm going to walk away from my $50,000 deposit, which would be about average on a million dollar purchase because I don't want this home anymore. I don't want to pay so a million bucks. So you're saying the buyer... I want to pay a million bucks for a home that's worth 850000 Keep my fifty grand. i am not closing. So the buyer has made the decision. Buyers in breach of contract. So I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer. Sue me. You're going to be out of pocket the same amount of money. So, if not more. Typically, what happens, and I've had a lot of dis- these discussions with our lawyers and past um, clients, current clients. You put that thing on silent. First time, yeah. <laughs> um, well, welcome back to the studio. Some minor glitch. I, actually, I think we're doing. Doing pretty well. Looks hey, like we had interruptions at home. Mike f- flows Mike. new to the team. She looks like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Ian, maybe not so much anymore. It's a little rusty. We had interruptions at home. My kids would come down and ask for snacks. Right. You know, stuff happens. Dog barks. Dog barks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happens if you don't close? Well, it's real simple. Your deposit is still held in that trust account until lawyers have made a settlement, potentially. 
or goes to court and the judge decides what's going to happen. But typically, you as the buyer are responsible for mitigated damages. Um, and that, depending on the judge and the court and whatnot, can be as extensive as paying all the legal fees, um, paying for that property to be relisted, remarketed, um, could mean paying the seller's realtor twice to get the job done. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the any, big one. any deficit. Yeah, so you don't in, want to buy it because it's now only worth eight fifty, Right, so if the seller remarkets the home, you're going to pay them to have it remarketed. And whatever difference between what it sold for when you bought it and what it sells for now, you will likely be responsible for that dip. So not only have you paid for that anyways, you now have nothing to show for it. Right. Let's take out a mortgage for nothing. Right. So. <laughs> not a good idea. Not Consult a, good a lawyer. Idea. Consult a lawyer. And the seller too. You got to be careful. Talk to the seller. And it depends what your circumstance is too, right? Like some sellers are also very worried right now about their home's closing. We've got closings coming up in the next, well, obviously we always have closings coming up, but in the next 30, 60 days, I've heard from, I want to say three or four of our sellers texting me for a call. Oh, they're... Like Why? not even texting me, asking me questions. Hey, do you have time for a call? And anytime I get those, it's um my spidey sense where my antennas go up. Because... It's like if your spouse says we need to talk. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh we we need honey, we need to talk. Yeah. That's that's that. So I've had those calls in the last week, and it's sellers being concerned and asking the question, should I be concerned about our home not closing. And I won't mention names or a address or anything like that because it hasn't closed. But the this one seller spoke to this person on the weekend, says, is there any chance that the buyers are not going to close on this deal? They've already moved out, moved into the new home, and now there's this limbo between closings right and the reason it they brought this up was a much larger home much larger home with i won't give specifics but more features a lot more features is now for sale in the same neighborhood for a similar price right and, you know, my answer was obviously we were monitoring it. We have no reason to to believe that um, it won't close. And thankfully, we have a very substantial deposit. Um, so everything should go well. Well, the answer, but, though, is but, always but it it's, it's coming happen. up. It's coming up in people's heads, right? And yes, it could happen for many reasons, whether it's buyer's remorse mm -hmm. Or, like what we're seeing now, some homes don't appraise to the value of the um, the lending uh, criteria. So if the home 
appraises at less than what it was purchased for, potentially that means the buyer may have to take additional funds out of their pocket to cover up the difference. I was just reading about one that was purchased for 2.1. I think this was back in 2017. It was in the article you showed me. <clears throat> Bought for 2.1, appraised at 1.7. Right. So depending on your down payment structure and the lending, you might have to come up with the difference. Yeah. The bank might say, financial institutions now <clears throat> are... Don't forget, you're being recorded here. I know, I can't press pause on or mute on Zoom anymore. That's what happens when you record live, right? Um, financial institutions are getting very tight with their lending and their lending structure. Over the last 60 days, financial institutions are now asking for more leverage and they're not lending as freely. So, so it's this whole gambit of things that are happening right now. But you can't regret your purchase. Make sure you bought the right house. Well, <laughs> I hope I hope at that at that point it's too late. I hope you made the right decision. Do I, do I have something sticking out here? No, why did I look at you? Um, you? Yeah, if you've regretted the decision because. And quite frankly, there might be some people like that because in January, February, there was so little inventory that people were settling and saying, okay, well, this house is ugly as shit. Sure, yeah. Uh, There's no but, options. Yeah. And now they might look at it going, oh, wow, look at the, we could have had our dream home had we waited five, six months later. So make sure you, you know, in any market, it's a location that you want to be in potentially for a longer period of time if you have to and make sure it's suitable for you and your family or whoever's going to be living in the property in the event that there are changes in the marketplace. I talk about stocks. You don't buy the meta stock today to try and sell it tomorrow for more money. Well, some people do. Well, some people do. But that's the thing. Some, some people, people get do. Burned. Some people do well. Some people get burned. It's like I could have, I didn't really want to talk about it, but I could have bet on the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the first round of the playoffs. Did you? No. What would you have bet? I don't bet against my team. So unfortunately, <laughs> I would have lost that bet. I'm sorry to hear. And on that note, um, if you're listening or watching, we'd love to hear your feedback on this topic. And if any of you are regretting your purchase decision or buying in the heated market, comment. Let us know how you feel. I'm sure there's a lot of pissed off people in the GTA that want to vent. Let's hear it. Vent. That wraps it up. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 184 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure you watch us on YouTube. Go to ktconfidential.ca. It'll take you right to the podcast playlist. We hope you enjoyed and keep subscribing and watching for next week's episode.